Hey, welcome to the First Issue Club. We're a weekly comic book podcast. We cover first issues. And we talk about comic book news. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Do people say simple as pie? I think... That's what I almost wanted to say. Yes, because simple as cake doesn't work. Because at it. cake is a very complicated pastry to make. Definitely. So simple as pie is still in the lexicon. Uh, for how much longer? I don't know. So use it while you still can. Great. I'm Mike D. You are? I'm Greg. We're missing the budget king this week. Yeah. But oh. we're here, and we're always going to be here for you, one way or another. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, we are going to talk about She-Hulk today. Yep. A character we're both big fans of. Huge. TV fans. show coming out, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of hype surrounding this book. Yep. Not until the end of the year, right? Not until she- the end of the year. She- but you know it is coming Soon to Disney Plus. Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Did you see the trailer? I did. I was watching Monday Night Football. Nerd. Where they had promised. What a jock. Different kind of nerd. (laughs) Where they had promised to show the trailer, and I watched it. And what better way to get comic book inside kid nerd boys and girls Mm -hmm. to watch your sports ball game than to promise them nerd shit? (laughs) When they came back from the commercial, the- People doing commentary were like, wow, how about that, Moon Knight? (laughs) You could tell that they were like obligated to say something about it after they came back from commercial and they were like, what the hell did we just see? So what did you think about the extended trailer slash commercial? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I thought it really captured the disassociative disorder that Mark Spector deals with. It looks like the way they're going to visually handle that's going to be cool. Right. And like I read an article that said every that Oscar Isaac said that every iteration or every different personality he has, yeah. he does a different voice too. Oh, weird. So like he like has different inflections for different personas he's taking on. Okay. Which is like kind of some weird Jim Carrey-esque shit. Yeah. Like it either works or it sucks. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm very excited to see if it works. But I loved the costume. The costume was great. I thought the costume looked a little corny. The The eyes are the only thing I'm just like, what's going on there? Yeah. What's with the glowing eyes? I didn't like the glowing eyes. And all he the also... Marvel suits look, look like they're made out of leather. Yeah, he looked a little too clean and put together. Like I... When I picture Moon Knight, and I know they always portray him as very stark white in the comics, Mm -hmm. but I just imagine if some ancient scary entity put you in like a fashionable mummy outfit, (laughs) that in reality it would look a little rougher around the edges. Yeah. But he looks like he's going to a white party. You know what I mean? Yeah, PDD just called him. He said, Mark, get here. Yeah. ASAP. <laughs> Don't wear a lick of another color. Uh-uh. Oh, you're not getting on the yacht. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, yeah, I agree. Maybe it'll get dirtier as the series goes on. It could be. Because Moon Knight's a messy bitch. <laughs> like, he's a, a clean guy. Someone steps on his wife loafers and he's like, oh my God, you scuffed, what did you just you do? scuffed my Air Force he's Ones, dude. white Air Force Ones. <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying to think of anything else about that trailer that stood out to me. Oh, I'll say that it's cool to see some like iconic looking characters and stylistic decisions that were formed in like the last five years in Marvel Comics continuity. Right. Yes. Like I love... A lot of the movies seem seem to pay homage to 
the more classic traditional storylines. Mm-hmm. And for Moon Knight, I think some of the more compelling stories have been told recently. Yes. And it was just cool to see like the bird faced skeleton guy. Oh, Kanshu or whatever. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah show up. Yeah. And I just, I love the way they styled that. It looked a, like it honored the comics really well. Yeah, I think it looks great. Um, Ethan Hawke's in it. He's like a... Oh, I didn't know that. He's like a cult leader. He's the one that has the long hair that says, you have chaos inside of you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't even recognize him. Perfect. How about it? Yeah. All you got to do is grow your hair long. Another guy. Just disappear into a role. Just another white guy who grew his hair out <laughs> and became evil. That's how you do it, baby. Uh, I'm excited for it. It comes out March 30th. Uh, bring on the pain. People are speculating, and please do not do this, that Daredevil is going to be in it. What do you mean? Please don't do this. Because that's a that you you're, don't you're, want. You're just you don't want you, people to speculate, or no, you don't want Marvel to no, do it. I'm just setting yourself up for failure. Okay. From a from a, a child of a broken home, just stop putting your expectations so high up in the air. I mean, I can see it. It, it would it it wouldn't like totally surprise me. Have we I, learned nothing from not the Mephisto like, thing? Oh no! If it doesn't happen, <laughs> where's Daredevil? Where? What about what about Mephisto? Every, whenever that the uh, Scarlet Witch TV show was on, uh-huh. every episode on the on the internet. Oh, we were like, when's Mephisto going to show up? Yeah, he's like, oh, that's Mephisto. No, yeah, it's we look like absolute clowns, everyone. Yeah, and I want us to take our makeup off, remove the red nose, and just allow it to happen. Quit speculating. Just enjoy the ride. Oh, I think speculation is fun. Don't listen to Greg. <laughs> uh, tweet all of your. Uh, uh-huh. Mephisto and Daredevil takes to me, I guess. Yeah. Don't do it to me because I'll ban you. And then I'll, I'll get you shadow banned. And then when he shows up on the show, we can shake our little butts in your face and Good. say, na 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 Daredevil's That's in the, it. a uh, song you do with butt shakes. Uh, got some bad news. Oh, no. <sighs> Come March, DC is killing everyone in the Justice League. <laughs> it's been announced... Today, oh no! That in a big spread on the DC Twitter, Justice League dies, and it's gonna happen in April. Okay, so get ready. I can't wait. Green Lantern dead. Superman dead. End of list. I can't think of any other members. Uh, non mentionable. Uh, I hate it. First of all, uh-huh. first opinion, hate it. Yeah. Second opinion, fucking love it. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Let's do it. Let's fuck it up, DC. Let's really just go for broke here. Yeah. You think this is going to be a black label book? Or have they said? They haven't said. It didn't have the black label insignia yeah. on the ad, so I'm guessing it's like a thing that just is an event that's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be like DC versus vampires. Sure. But like DC versus vampires wasn't canon. It was it's like that was its own thing like deceased. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I Oh, so you think it's going to be like a separate book scenario? Completely. The Justice League dying. Mm. We don't want to mess with that and all the other titles they have going on. I bet you they're going to try. You think so? This is like the next future state thing where it's like all encompassing of all the books they've got going on. Yeah. This may be like the reboot. Okay. I'm just trying to like realistically think here. You can't kill Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Many have tried. I'm trying to think of like they haven't really set up another character to take the mantle. Jace. You think? Jace Fox. Yeah. Oh, that's true. So he's just Batman for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, these characters are not going to die, folks. Let's just 
Yeah, they're going to disappear right there on for the a little table. bit. Okay. So you've got... Either something's happened, or they get kidnapped, or whatever. I forgot about Jace Fox, because he hasn't been a part of the main storyline that I read. They gave him a uh, Future State book, mm-hmm. and then a separate book that's called I Am Batman. Yes. Which I didn't read. It's by okay. John Ridley. John Ridley wrote that? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that is cool. Okay, so, Batman, I'm corrected. Completely replaceable. They've got Jace Fox set up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. Superman, his son. His son. You got John Kent. Yeah, you got- He's a real hot character right now. Superboy. Yep. Supergirl. Wonder Woman, we've got either- You could put Wonder Girl right in there. You could put Wonder Girl, who we're talking about- Yara Floor mm-hmm. is the Wonder Girl we're talking about, mm-hmm. or you could do Nubia. Ooh, that's a good choice. That's too. a replacement for Wonder Woman for the time being. Uh huh. And then Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Uh, There's a million of those. Yep. Yeah, specifically, the woman that's in Far Sector, or that got kicked off in that book. Yeah, she is in a different sector of space, though. Oh, okay. so it'd probably be. Uh, well, she, she it, gets it, resectored. Sh- yeah, because in the <laughs> <laughs> she gets either a promotion or demotion. Yeah, right. Uh, in the ad, it's uh, Earth. John Stewart, who's who's going okay. to die. Okay, which why not? How? Sure. You know, why why not? And then the Flash, which take your pick. Yeah, too too many other flashes to <laughs> right. Name. I mean, a, a couple more flashes could mm-hmm. die if you ask me. They introduced. Uh, was it a younger woman or a, a teenage girl as like a- Yeah, in Teen Titans, or Young Justice. In Young Justice. Yeah, and she was the one where she wasn't chosen, but she found a ring and was able to like hack it. Okay. And so she was using technology to use the ring at the same time. Yeah. Kind of a cool take. Uh-huh. Um, so, folks, just brace yourself. April's not going to be fun. It's going to be a little messy. There's going to be a ton of books that you're, they're going to force you to buy. I'm here to tell you, you don't have to buy them. Was Martian Manhunter in the promo? Mm, can't remember. I can't remember. Okay. I don't really pay attention to Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Not that I don't like him. He just kind of fades into the background for me. Yeah. He'll be replaced with Earth Martian Hunter. <laughs> Elon Musk. <laughs> Played by Elon Musk. Father Elon. Father Elon. Okay. Any other news before we get into Shulk? Um, my, uh, my abbreviation well, for She-Hulk. There's a couple things happening at Marvel right now that, I mean, we can talk about it. So, Silk, mm-hmm. a number one that came out today that we're not going to cover, that yeah. we're going to touch on in the Patreon a little bit. Okay. It's a new number one. We covered Silk Volume 1 less than a year ago. I think less than a year ago. And what they and this is another one of five series. Ugh. Thank you. Don't make these volumes. Make them ongoing for God's sake. Silk is going to have as many volumes as Amazing Spider-Man has mm-hmm. at this pace. What's right. Amazing Spider-Man is at what like four or five volumes? Amazing Spider-Man's at six volumes. Six volumes? Yes. God. Um, but even still, Silk is probably at on its third or fourth by now. Silk's on its second. No. Or maybe third. It's got to be It's got to be. It would have to be at minimum three because they did an original arc, the five-issue series that was just called Silk, Mm -hmm. and then this new series just called Silk. Sure, yes. 
I love when we just hash out for we just talk semantics, clarity and semantics on this. I I mean, it's just like, and the only thing that's changed from the book that we covered less than a year ago yeah. and the book now is the the author has changed, mm-hmm. and that's it. Nothing in the timelines changed. It's still the same story. There's no reason they had to start over with a new number one. It's fucking maddening. And Moon Knight is doing the same thing here pretty soon. Are they? And it's irritating. Yeah. Because it forces us to cover it on the show. Because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a first issue. My collector brain says I like them to keep the legacy numbering and don't redo a volume unless something crazy major happens. Yep. But like just this week, Teeny Howard took over Catwoman mm-hmm. and they're going in a new direction from Ram V, who did like what, 50 issues or he more? He did a fucking of ton. Catwoman. And Marvel would have 100% made Catwoman a number one, but instead yeah. it was like 54 or whatever. And I almost missed it at my comic shop because I don't read that ongoing, but I love Teeny Howard and yeah. I just happened to catch it and be like, oh yeah, that changed. However, so. Sometimes I appreciate it as a consumer being like, great, new jumping on point, new creative team. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know if Marvel's thing is like, hey, we're just going to keep giving you silk minis until people just go bonkers for one of them and try to convince that creator to stay. Yeah. I don't know. But the, uh, anyway. It gives more creators like a shot, I guess. Yeah, but you don't have to change the numbering when you change creators. That happens all the time. Yeah. We're seeing it with Batman right now. Right. They're not changing the numbering of Batman. Right. Anyway, it's irritating to me that Marvel does this because I, I, it's a money thing. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get more money out of uh Don't readers. you hate these publishers that want money? Oh, these greedy Scrooges just taking all my shekels and hoarding them away. They're the real smogs, not me. I mean, I want services rendered for free. Right. It should be. The government should pay for everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> and everything should pay, be free. Pay our valuable artists. <laughs> uh, but that's all the hot, hot news Okay, I got. Fantastic. Before we get in the book, yeah. I want to say a big thank you to Boulevard Beer. Yes. Our sponsor in the Space Camper IPA. It's a wonderful, hoppy, delicious beer. It is so delicious. We both have one right in front of us right now. Mm. It is just what the doc. well, maybe not the doctor. I don't know if the doctor would order this. But a good friend would. Yeah, perfect. Who came over and said, let's have a beer. Yeah. I and, agree with that friend. Yeah. And so grab yourself a Boulevard Space Camper IPA and grab a friend <laughs> and just talk it out. do see do Let's get it She-Hulk. Okay. So She-Hulk has been away from the solo title game for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I felt like we had... a. Uh, Pretty successful Charles Soule run mm-hmm. that people loved. But for whatever reason, I think it just didn't sell that well. Or maybe people found it after the arc and were like, yeah. what happened to this arc? Um, but I I loved that series. Um, there's rumors that the sh- a lot of the TV show is based on that mini mm-hmm. in combination with some of the Bendis run of yes. She-Hulk. Yeah. But um, after the Soul run... We saw She-Hulk for a little bit in the main Hulk title. Yeah, the, the She-Hulk title turned into Hulk. Yeah. And she was gray. While Bruce Banner was dead for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in any case, she was away with the Avengers for a while. Yep. Doing the team building thing. Yep. 
for around, what, 50 issues or so? Long time. Avengers got up there. So she hasn't had a solo title in quite a while. So not only hype surrounding that book because of the She-Hulk hiatus we've been on, but because of the show coming out at the end of the year as well. We've got the story by Rainbow Rowell, who wrote Runaways on Marvel. Mm -hmm. And then the art is by Raj Antonio, who did Batgirl and Birds of Prey for a while. And then the covers, very striking, by Miss Jen Bartell. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, so good. They're wonderful. And that's I feel like that's always a thing that like people love the chance to do She-Hulk covers. Mm-hmm. She's such a fun character. If you haven't seen like Kevin Wada's covers, they're iconic. <laughs> yes. Um, a lot of the old John Byrne covers are just like. Oprah in, sensational. She yes, holds are just very campy, insane and campy. Um, some of them certainly haven't aged well, but others are yeah, um, comical, funny, whatever. I I love She Hulk because much like Big Brada and other strong big female characters, yeah. she's very unapologetic about her size yeah. and she embraces it. And I think artists. Love to draw that, mm-hmm. and uh, writers love to write for that. Sure. And this book uh, is right in line with all those other fun She-Hulk books that we've gotten from, uh, like Dan Slott, Chris Soul, or Charles. Charles Soul, excuse me. And I think Rainbow has really honed in on the character here, and we're going to get a fun uh, romp with Jen Walters. And it's I, it's almost like a rule when you start a new She-Hulk book now <laughs> that you have to have her going back to a law firm and getting a new job. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> all like every She-Hulk arc starts with her getting a new job. And there's, you know, sometimes you could say that, you know, this is well-trodden or I've read something like that before. But I kind of love that this has become a thing and it feels familiar and it's like now what it's your turn to do your take on it and what job are you going to give her and what's the situation going to be yada 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 right so i'm happy to see her back at a law firm it's what makes she hulk comics she hulk comics mm-hmm. is having her do law on the side so well it's awesome cuz they kind of like inadvertently in, inadvertently touch on that being a superhero isn't a pain gig yeah, right. They're not getting a paycheck for this. Mm-hmm. And so when she uh, has left the Avengers for the time being, she's like, I need cash because I am broke as shit. Yeah. And so she relies on her law degree to get a job at uh, a law firm. And it's funny because in, in multiple times in this book, people are just like, do you need some cash? <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, we can give, we can loan you some money. Well, uh, she's... We we find her in a very out of sorts place because not only was she you know living in Avengers Mansion, and doesn't have like her own place to go back to, but she kind of lost herself for the however many years the Avengers book was running, right? Because she was that super hyped up berserker mode little kid Hulk that we often see Bruce Banner in, mm-hmm. but we almost never see She Hulk in that overraged can't think sort of state. Yeah, so. Her coming to in, what was it, Avengers 800 or 750 or whatever that anniversary book was that came out not that long ago was kind of the unraveling of that. Mm -hmm. And now we get to see her pick up the pieces. It's fun to see 
Janet Van Dyne kind of giving her a place to live, which is somewhere she's lived before. So mm-hmm. another kind of like back to basics, back to the things we love about She-Hulk. Good to have her like in Manhattan, mixing it up with all the New Yorkers. Yeah. Great. Great first book. I loved the interaction with Titania mm-hmm. and how they come to the agreement of like, listen, we don't have to be enemies we can just have our own secret fight club. Yeah, we'll be sparring partners. And just beat the shit out of each other just to blow off some steam. <laughs> yeah, that was a Which great... is great because these two women are gigantic. Yeah. And they're like, we got to blow off some steam somehow. Why don't uh... we just beat the crap out of each other? <laughs> I love that. Th- those two characters have hated each other for so long. And at this point to come back after years and say like, I'm coming to fight you, but like, I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. And we're hashing this out. Yeah, setting the terms. <laughs> and then it turns into an old friend thing, and Titania's eventually like, hey, Jen, do you need to borrow some clothes? Yeah, do you want to talk <laughs> about it? Like, you just don't seem right. Uh, so good. And we've seen Titania lately in Gamma Flight, mm-hmm. and she's kind of, you know, partially reformed as a, as a hero now. Yeah. And I always hate when in the... Marvel continuity or Marvel universe where they've in some sense rehabilitated a villain Mm -hmm. and they become someone you can root for. And then the next time another creator uses them, it's like, uh, my pencil broke. So now I'm back to like wanting to kill the earth. I came to my senses. (laughs) So it was good to see some of that still in She-Hulk's villain. And maybe there's, uh, team up with someone who used to be her arch enemy Mm -hmm. so i i just love the dynamic they're approaching that with at least for now right i think yeah they these are two women trying to find common ground with one another you know will they be frenemies probably yeah and uh i'm excited to see where that relationship kind of goes this book also did another great she hulk thing which is throwing in really random characters b-listers c-listers d-listers yep and making them major parts of the story. Right. Again, something I love about the character. Uh, the book ends with Jack of Hearts coming <laughs> into her apartment yep. and being like, Jen, and passing out. It's all like smoky. Yeah. <laughs> so he just got his ass kicked or something. We don't yeah, know. Yeah. We saw Jack of Hearts last in a Fantastic Four book that came out recently. Uh-huh. So I'm sure that's all tied or it, or it is coming out. It's all tied in somehow. Yeah. So. It's just fun. It's a fun book. And, you know, She-Hulk has never been a book that's been super serious. Mm-hmm. Like Savage She-Hulk, created by Stan Lee, was kind of campy. And then John Byrne famously did his sensational She-Hulk. Fourth wall breaking. Oh, my God. Like That was the first Deadpool time. Deadpool before Deadpool. That was the first time I ever read a comic like that that was, like, aware of the reader. She-Hulk talks directly to the reader. Right. And people loved that run. The most serious I recall this book ever getting was when it turned into Hulk. Right, because it, it, that was a spill out from Civil War Two. Yeah. Where uh, Captain Marvel betrayed everyone and yep. like she got really butthurt about it. And Bruce, and her Bruce cousin died. had just died. Yeah. She was kind of dealing with depression, which was something. Mm-hmm. And that... she turned to gray. Right. Part of the reason she turned gray. A lot of great. I think Mariko Tamaki wrote that run. Mm-hmm. Had, it was such a dynamic story. Yeah. It's really interesting. I don't know if that one sold well or not either, but it, I, th- I really enjoyed it. It didn't it do just, bad, honestly. It, it covered heavy topics. Yeah. And I think you never know because people 
who are She-Hulk fans maybe just want to see what they always know and love, yeah. which I'm giving this book props for. Right. But at the same time, I can appreciate, and it was nice to see her in a completely different space for a little while. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see fun, wacky characters come in asking for law advice. Yep. There is like a mystery character that's going to be happening about like the uh, assistant at the law firm. Oh, really? We okay. don't know who it is. Yeah. Like, you think that might be a reveal? Yeah, I mean, it may be someone kind of fun, maybe uh-huh. like a Howard the Duck situation or just yep. something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to, uh, to see it unfold. Yes. One of the people in my comic shop, so the A, a and B and I think C covers were sold out by the time I got to my comic shop today Wow! at 1 o'clock. That's the Bartell, Adam Hughes, and Archerm. Yes, all sold out. Um, I, I got the... Scotty Young cover, fine with me, Kansas City represent. Yay, yay. <laughs> but I was surprised that it, it sold so well, but I, I had to ask to see if he had any copies left because normally he puts A's out and doesn't get the variants out until after they've sold out. And there's a couple hanger-outers at our shop. A couple Klingons. That welcome themselves behind the counter. and then oh, just kind of no, 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 no. And then just kind of sit around all day. <laughs> And then, like, judge what you're buying. And when I was like, do you still have any copies of She-Hulk? The other guy, not the shop owner, but the other guy behind the counter went like, oh, God. What the fuck? And Man, I keep that to yourself. I almost was like, listen, I could have gone on a whole tangent there. One, it's like you're being the person right now that everyone shits on. Makes fun of. For, like, being comic book guy who condescends everyone. Right. Um. You don't make it fun or accessible to be in a comic shop. Uh, people like what they like, and that's okay. At this point, She-Hulk is much more like strong woman empowerment book than it is right. guys gawking at uh, like what's this dude's problem? Female character. So it was just like a gross moment for me to be like, I just I wanted to be like, what don't you like about it? You should have. <laughs> I I would have. But then I was like. I don't want to. There's no way this conversation goes ends, well. Ends productively. I'm not changing any minds with this like, conversation. Old comic dude with gray hair who's just like knows it all. I was like, I'm not. I don't need to change. I'm not going to change his mind. I can maybe change other people's minds, or right. I can spend my time and effort inviting other people into the comic book community and making them feel comfortable right by talking with you about comics Which and how we much have we this love show. them uh but i don't know that just grossed me out so just another shout out to people who just like Get it? walk into a comic shop and don't feel welcome fuck those people who don't make you feel welcome that yeah. sucks most comic books are about being like nerds and outcasts like yeah we should embrace that in these stories and treat each other kindly. I I always encourage you, listeners, if you're afraid to go into a comic book shop because you'll be made fun of, be brave because <laughs> they will welcome your money, and that's the you have the ultimate power there. Yeah. If you're there to pick up comics, they will follow you around and serve you hand and foot because you have precious precious money that allows them to stay open. If, and if you're new to a comic book shop, don't buy anything up on a shelf. 
Yes. With a sticker on it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Stick to the un... <laughs> Visit eBay. Unsleeved See, comics. Note the note the comic you want up on that shelf and then go to eBay. Yeah, and then buy it for way cheaper. Pay it for half the price or less. Yeah. Call every superhero Batman. Okay. Uh, there was a copy of New Mutants 100 at, oh, yeah. at my shop today mm-hmm. on sale for $100. Whoa, New Mutants 100? And it looked like a 8.5 to 9. Um, This is more of a $10 comic book. Yes. We're talking like mint condition. You should pay like 10, 15 bucks top for this book. Right. You could probably get it less if you like really stick around on eBay looking for a deal. That is wild to me. You can get the book graded at a 9.6. For around 50, 60 bucks. Well, for well under 100. So to charge $100, like people just don't know people are what, what they're doing. It's like the first appearance of X-Force. You slap a sticker on the front of it that says that. You put $100 on it. And someone who comes in who's a big Rob Liefeld fan right. but doesn't really know anything. Some is geek like, off the street. Dude, I'm going to start my comic book collection. And I'm going to go hard and do it with this. Yeah, It's like, man, you could have bought 10 of those for yeah. that price. So we should we should be consultants for people that want to start buying comic books. We'd go into shops with them, kind of guide them. Like, no, 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 no. Don't look over there yet. You need to focus on this first. Fifty cent bin. Let's go through here. Yeah. Pick out something you want. That's lame. You should have fucking called that dude out. Yeah. That would have been a treat. Yeah. What are you gonna do next time? Because he'll be there. Yeah. And he'll do it again. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, plenty of opportunities. All right, that's it for this week. If you're wanting more conversations in line with this, I think we're going to do some eBay 101 yep. on the Patreon and talk about some of our eBay strategies. The uh, our, the fine folks on the Discord kind of gave us this idea today yep. while we were chopping it up about purchases. Mike, D and I have some tips and tricks on how to best find the, the greatest deals on eBay. It's a little tricky. But we have some good tips for you. And if we've done this episode before, sorry. We haven't. I you guarantee so? we haven't. Okay, yet. good. Because they wouldn't be clamoring for it on the Discord. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to everyone later. See you guys. Bye. First Issue Club is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company via Space Camper Cosmic IPA. Our music is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. You can find, friend, and follow us on social media at First Issue Club or firstissueclub.com. You can support First Issue Club by joining us on our Patreon for additional content at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.